hey, what's going on, everybody? This is Shay coming back at y'all with another episode of the Emmaus Proposition. Man, what is really going on? How y'all doing out there, man? Hope everybody's doing good. Uh, yo, I missed y'all last week. I missed posting. Uh, last week, me and the family went out of town. We went down to Yosemite National Park. Man, it was so beautiful, man. I, and I think on Wednesday, we, uh, man, we went hiking. We found this waterfall, man. And it was cool because it was like there was there was this waterfall part that was coming down. My wife found it. I can't take no credit. My wife found it. Um, but we went with some friends too, man. Shout out to Jenny and Tony, man. Y'all go listen to that episode, man. Jenny and Tony, man, they are, man, I love them. They are, they are some awesome people. Anyway, we all found this waterfall. My wife looked it up. We found this waterfall, went out there, and the joint is coming down. And it was actually like we got to the spot where we, we could see and hear the waterfall, but and there was supposed to be some kind of trail that was leading down. Turns out, man, we took we took a wrong turn. <laughs> we took a wrong turn, went down like this steep slope. But man, we found like we found a perfect spot, man. Wasn't nobody there. It was just us two couples and our kids, a couple of our dogs. Got in there, man. The waterfall's coming down. There was like a little pool underneath, man. Everybody was swimming, having a good time. Man, I stood up under this waterfall, man. It felt so, it felt so good, man. It was like, it was like God shower. <laughs> it felt, it felt good, man. Refreshing. Making all kind of jokes with the kids that there was some kind of bear upstream that was peeing in the water, and so <laughs> told I told my son that uh, that waterfalls were actually dinosaurs that were peeing upstream. <laughs> So yo, we just had a good time, man. It was it was it was real cool. Uh, but yeah, I miss I miss jumping on here talking with y'all. Um, cause y'all know I'm trying to keep this thing consistent, man. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it going, cause uh, if if there's anything we need in this world, and if there's anything I feel like I'm providing the body of Christ, it's to get us to think in every scenario about the love and majesty of Christ. Man, it, there's there's nothing that we should be able to think about in this world that our thoughts don't ultimately lead back to the Lord Jesus Christ, man. Either his death and resurrection, either type or anti-type, in some kind of way, man, it all leads back to our Lord. And, um, yeah, that's what we do here on the Emmaus Proposition, man. We take we take anything, cultural or otherwise, and we weave our way back to Christ, man. It's It's like training for the brain. I like a coach sometimes. Speaking of coaches, <laughs> y'all like what I did there? Speaking of coaches, that is our topic of discussion today on the Emmaus Proposition. Man, we're talking about sports, man. And, um, man, there's so many different places I want to go in my mind with talking about sports, man. I I love sports. I, I, I have loved sports since I was a little kid, man. I, I grew up in a sporty family, like. My dad's side of the family, all they do is run sports. All they do is do sports, man. My, my pops, he was, uh, I, I, I think he was like into track when he was younger. He played football, basketball. I think he told me he played tennis. That dude was all over the place. And even my mom's, my mom's was a track star from what I hear, man. Even after the, them having me so young, 
they were still athletes. And so my mom still ran track, even though she had like little me, little big head sitting in the sitting in the stands, probably uh, sitting on somebody's lap, probably between all of her, her high school friends. I'm getting passed around like a little loaf of bread. <laughs> and she out there smoking people on the track. Uh, <laughs> but nah, man, we, we used to, we're a sporty family, man. All my cousins, all my friends, it's, it's just, uh, it was a way of life. And so got to thinking about it, like, how does sports ultimately lead back to Christ? And if you wondering that, y'all hang in there with me, man. We're going to get there, I promise. But check this out. Uh, let me tell y'all a little bit about my sporty background, right? So I was I was born in Columbus, Ohio, and uh, in the Midwest, man, football is serious. Like, I think it, I, I think the only place football is more serious is down in Texas. Uh, but if you're from Ohio or, or somewhere in the Midwest, man, Big Ten football is just what you do. So born being born in Columbus, Ohio, all my family is Ohio State fans. So naturally, I grew up an Ohio State fan. So loved the Buc Buckeyes for a long time, man. Was was rooting for them all the way up until I was I was a, a, a an early adult. I think I, I rooted for the Buckeyes. Um, and then I want to say around it was around 2001, 2002 or so. Man, Ohio State was killing it. They were killing it in basketball. They were killing it in football. I want to say they were even killing it in soccer and uh, in baseball. Like they was, they was dominating, and they would get close, but they would just they would they were just falling short, man. And uh, I remember I was just meeting my wife, and um, I'd be rooting for the team and 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 getting mad at the TV because you know I'm living. Uh, though I'm a Ohio State fan, I'm living on the West Coast, so she she never really grew up nowhere around a football fan like a Midwest football fan. So I'm like, I'm yelling, I'm getting after. Her. She's like, this is just college football. I'm like, this is it. Forget the pros. College is way better. So I'm like, getting on her for not liking college football. I'm yelling at the TV because. You know, they making stupid plays, and I'm getting, like, it's like a few years in a row. And um, finally, like around 2001, 2002, somewhere in there, I was like, you know what? I'm tired. I'm tired of being an Ohio State fan. Uh, I think it's time for me to jump ship. And and talk, I, was, I was, like, talking to my wife about it. I'm like, I don't want to seem like some kind of fair-weather fan. <laughs> and she's like, "That's what you look like right now." I'm like, "I ain't trying to, I ain't trying to seem like no fairweather fan, uh, but I think it's time for me to jump ship." And when I was younger, so I was I was eight years old uh, when I moved away from Columbus, Ohio. And by the time I was like nine or somewhere like that, I wound up in uh, South Carolina. And where I'm from is South Carolina, Anderson, South Carolina is upstate. Uh, Really, if you if you live in South Carolina, man, you there's a couple teams like if you like a Furman fan, if, if you weird like that, I guess you like Furman. I'm kidding for all y'all Furman fans, y'all Furman fans, whatever. But or Coastal Carolina, like if you're a Coastal Carolina fan, <laughs> I feel sorry for you, but it's okay. We'll talk. Uh, for the most part, if you live in South Carolina, 
you either Gamecocks fan or Tiger fan. And so in the in the state is divided. Almost almost right down the middle of the state. Like you could draw a line through the center of the state. And most folks in upstate South Carolina are Clemson fans. Most folks in um in the lower part of South Carolina are uh I don't even like to say the name, are Gamecock fans. <laughs> so I grew up upstate South Carolina, so I'm a Clemson fan. And uh when I jumped ship from from Ohio State, they were like winning all kind of national titles or at least in the hunt for them and stuff like that. So I, I feel like I didn't jump like when they were low or something like that. I jumped on board with with Clemson because you know it's hometown. I'm starting to rep South Carolina more in my in my personal life. I was like, all right, I'm I'm a Clemson fan now. And Clemson at the time, I want to say the year that I jumped on board, they went like four and four, something like that. And I was like, ooh, this is gonna be brutal. They would, I mean, they like, oh man, it, it was <clears throat> it was a little while. Double Sweeney hadn't gotten there yet, and then um, and then because of the greatness of Clemson University, y'all. Y'all see the y'all see the hat right there. Y'all see what's going on. Y'all see what your boy is doing. Y'all see that right up there. We're a Clemson family. For those of y'all that are listening on the podcast, I got a hat hanging on my wall. It's a Clemson hat. Got the big tiger paw in the front of it. And above that, I got this sign with the, with the tiger paw. It's got family underneath. Clemson family, right? And so now, man, we just one of the most dominant forces in in uh, college football. You know what I'm talking about? And uh, done, done got ourselves a few national championships under our belt. Got a little swagoo going on. So I grew up uh, like watching college football, man. And it's just I, I love the game. I, I love the way they play. I love that, uh, man. They play like they got something to prove. Like it's, it's not like these these professional teams where uh, you start paying people money and they start, they start playing like they're getting paid. So, so you, uh, where you would have dove to catch a ball, you might pull up a little bit because you're scared of hurting that hamstring. You won't be able to collect that, that bonus paycheck or something like that. Like there's something, it's something different about going to a college football game versus a, versus a pro game. And I remember like the first time, I've never been to a, a Ohio, not that I can remember. I don't think I've ever been to a Ohio State game in person. But the first time I went to a Clemson game, man, it was electric, man. Like it was, it was crazy. Crowd is like into it the whole time. And uh, got the band going. You got the battle of the bands. Uh, the cheerleaders out there doing flips. They ain't like these these paid cheerleaders that just kind of throw their hands up. These people out here doing flips. You got the dudes on the bottom that's catching them. You got the you got the uh, tiger. Every time we score a touchdown, he doing push ups. Uh, you got the ROTC kids out there uh, doing push ups with them. You got the kids with their face painted. They going crazy like like they ain't never left the house. And now they just need to to let eighteen years of oppression out. <laughs> it's just, it's awesome, man. It's awesome. And there's a uh, I remember uh, a few a few summers back, took my family back to South Carolina, and we didn't even go to a game. We just there was a game going on, but we didn't buy tickets or not like that. Like you got you got a plan to go to a Clemson game, uh, 
because Clemson, where it's situated, it's almost like its own city. And so imagine in a, an entire city tailgating. I mean, everybody, every street corner you go down. We we drove past these one folks before we even got into, like, Clemson proper. They set up shop on the side of the road, had, like, a uh, like a food truck that they just brought out, like, a little uh, – like a little overhang, park their cars, set up some tables and chairs, everybody watching the Clemson game. Like, it's it's crazy, man. My wife was like, I I have never seen anything like this. She, I mean, she grew up in Cali, so she's been to, you know, professional games. She's been to, we, we've been to a couple of the games, the college games here. But she was like, I ain't never seen nothing like this. I'm like, I know, baby. It's because Clemson is it. <laughs> anyway, so I'm a college football fan. Uh, I played some football growing up, so I remember the first football team I played on, man, I had to have been like, what, like six, like five or six, somewhere in there. Uh, it was the West Mile Stars. I know the West Mile Stars are still going today, so shout out to the coaches that's, that's pouring, uh, pouring good stuff into those little kids, man. Y'all y'all deserve some loot, man. Appreciate y'all, but had some coaches that were coaching us, man. I was a little dude, man. I you know how the pads be bigger than the child. Big old shoulder pads like way out here and you like trying to run and they swoosh. <laughs> I'm that dude out there. Helmet like they, they can't find the helmet that's that's small enough to fit this this noggin. This little peewee noggin. Uh so you know, learning the game though, man, and having fun. Um so play play football as a as a young dude. Uh, didn't step on to uh, another team until I got into middle school. Middle school, uh, I went to Southwood Middle School. And uh, the year <clears throat> that I was there, I want to say it was our first year getting a football team. So I played in the, the seventh and eighth grade uh, Southwood Jags, man. Man, we had, man, we had a, a brutal team, man. We were just, we were just good, man. And, um, once again, just just a part of the best, you know. What I'm saying? <laughs> you know, we smash we smashing people out there. I I can't I take I can't take any credit for our success on the Southwood team, man. I was I was a uh, I was an extra on the team, man. Like I when I was a young, a young dude, man, I didn't I knew I had some athletic ability, but I wasn't fast. And growing up in the South, speed is the game. Like you got you got big old linemen that's 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 getting ready to hit 300 pounds that's that's running like fast 40 times and um i just say i didn't have the speed like that to compete when i was in middle school <clears throat> so went through middle school played some football got into high school played all four years played two years on jv played another two years on varsity and um it was cool man i once again, I didn't I didn't have the speed to compete, but what I did have that I I just dedicated myself to, man, I could catch the rock. Like I, if you if you threw it to me, I was gonna catch it. Like, and uh, I was like I was putting extra lotion on my hands. I got the I got the gloves and I, I sprayed not a whole lot. Sprayed a little tacky on there, a little tacky stuff. Got them hands that I was doing like finger push-ups, trying to strengthen my hands and all that stuff. And um, between junior and senior year, 
I was tired of being slow, man, because you had all these, uh, you had all these cats. They were running like four two, four three, forties, and I was running like a like a four five, four four, four five, somewhere in there, and, and slow. So I was like, man, I'm working on this. So um, between uh, my my junior and senior year, got my speed up, added that to a little bit to the repertoire. I I didn't end up getting fast fast until after high school go figure right i didn't i didn't need the speed after high school but um got out in the world and figured out oh south carolina cats is just fast <laughs> they just fast and so um but so i played football i played wide receiver or slot receiver for those that know an i formation so i played slot receiver uh, they tried to get me to play some defense man uh tried to play outside linebacker i just didn't i didn't take to it um when they tried to get me to play it and by the time because i just there was something about uh like getting hit i'm sorry it was something about hitting people that i just didn't i didn't gravitate toward not till like my senior year my senior year man i started head hunting man i was i was we, i just got aggressive in my senior year like i started getting more control of my body i started having more confidence in in what i was able to do and uh and we did good, man. We uh, we were we were one game short, literally one yard short of making. Um, I want to say not the not the not the state finals. I think it was one step before the state finals, and uh, one yard short. But so I played all four years in high school. Um, I played some soccer when I was younger. I got that. I got that footwork. Um, I played. I played basketball. So here's the thing with basketball, right? I um, I played, but I never really played on a team. Like I played on some Y teams, but I never really played like in a, like a organized basketball kind of thing. Like all all the basketball skill I have is just is just understanding the game, um, playing with family or friends, and just and just balling out falling out that way so <clears throat> of course all growing up like we had we had a um basketball goal in the neighborhood i grew up in so me and, me and all my boys would be out there and the rim was low so <laughs> we had a it was like a it was more like a quarter court and so you know we played some 303s and stuff like that but the rim was like nine foot so we would just be we would just be dunking on it all the time and and because it was only nine foot um and because almost every shot we were trying to dunk man we just got these we got these hops over time because we was just, we were just jumping all the time and, and the little kids would try to play with us we'd have them put up a shot and we'd just toss it like we were we were brutal to the little kids man and um but basketball after high school uh, basketball just became my sport where you know um my handles developed I was jumping high. I got a little. I got a little shot on me. My, my one of my boys moves back in the day. Used to say no J, no NBA. So we just be out there working on our shots. And uh, after high school, that was that was just my jam. Like we would go and play basketball tournaments. Um, like when I came out here out west, we'd be playing a basketball tournament. Uh, my family didn't believe me when I told them that I had gotten better in basketball. My dad. He was like, I remember I used to let you win back in the day. I'm like, you ain't letting me win nothing now. 
I'm gonna take it from you. So bodied up my pops, uh, bodied up a couple of my cousins because they just they didn't know. And so so sports, man. I, I, I never played any sports with sticks. I uh, never played bas- basketball. I never played uh, lacrosse or anything like that. Though so I could watch all of them. I just I just never played them, man. There, there's something weird about sports with sticks to me. I just I never found that coordination. But uh, sports is a thing, man. And a lot of people. Um, so there's type, there's type and anti-type that I want to talk about with sports, right? So. There's a lot of people that will, uh, this is the anti-type. There's a lot of people that would treat sports as if it's the most important thing in their life. And, and I understand the trap of it, man. Like, especially if you, if you got like a, like a college team or you're from Texas in any form or fashion and, and it's Sunday morning rolls around and football is on, man, like wife don't talk to me. Kids, I don't want to see y'all. I'm going to invite my boys over. Babe, if you could put out some chips and then leave. <laughs> uh, if, if it's Sunday, tell the pastor I'm sorry, but I ain't going to be there. I'll, I'll, I'll give a tithe. I'll give a tithe online, but I ain't, I ain't going to be there this Sunday. For some folks, man, like sports becomes an obsession. Uh, I remember there's this, there's this thing I watched this one time. It was a Michigan fan, Michigan Wolverine. And the whole house, the whole house, I'm talking about from the rooter to the tutor, ev- everything about that house was Michigan. The couches were Mich- Michigan couches. Like they had the, the, the blue and gold of Michigan. They, they, had, they had a Michigan flag flying on, on the outside of the house. They painted their house blue and gold. I, I want to say they had blue and gold tiles up on the roof. I want to say they had Michigan license plates and they painted their car Blue and gold, like it, everything about these people was Michigan, and that that is an obsession. That becomes when the Bible says, uh, "Don't make for yourself false idols." <laughs> that is probably the definition, and uh, how that how that relates to Christ, man. I don't think I don't think Jesus would have, want us to have anything in our lives that we would deem as more important than Him. Like nothing nothing in our lives should take the top spot in our life. So if you can't see yourself with like a cross on top of your house, um, like a Christianity, I know Christianity has a flag. So if you're not, if you're not, if you're not willing to, to put a big old like Christian flag on top of your house and just, yo, there's some people that have like pledges of allegiance to their sports team. If you can't pledge allegiance to Jesus, like there's certain, there's certain stuff that you can't put ahead of Christ. God don't play that. That that's not that's not how that game goes down. And uh yeah, sport sports has the potential to be a false idol. It it has the potential to draw our love and affection away from our creator and onto created things. And um and God warned against that. The Bible warns against it. Uh, I think uh, Jesus would warn against it when he, like, he, he was talking about politics uh, when he said it, but he looked at a coin. He said, give to Caesar what Caesar, give to God what's God's. That's a, that's a loyalty piece, right? That's a, that's a dedication piece. That's, that's something that Jesus is saying. Um, it's okay to have those things. It's okay to live in a culture where those things are participating in, 
but understand where your loyalties lie. Understanding whose you are. You are you are Christ first and foremost. And the thing that God wants most from us is our love and dedication. And if we're if we're passing that on to another thing, yeah, God's not having that. But that's not that's not the way that it goes. And so that would be the anti-type, right? <clears throat> There's a lot of things that sports taught me in life, though. And and I think they are things that I can point to biblically and say they're actually really good things that, that playing sports taught me in the in the decades of sports that I played. Man, I wish man, I wish I was still able to play. Like I, I hurt my back a few years back, man. I got like a bulging disc in my back. And uh, I haven't been able to run the way I want to, man. I, I try to get out there and shoot like with the kids and stuff and I'll you know, I'll put on I'll put I'll put some shots up and I'll you know, my, my, my little boy is seven, so he can't block my shot yet. But I'll drain some in his eye just to show him I still got it. Man, I pay for it afterwards. And so, like, the idea of getting out, running a 505 or something like that, or getting out and doing some flag football, man, that the thought of it hurts. So I got I to gotta get my back figured out. But I was talking to my daughter last week. Actually, I was just talking to her the other day. It was just the other day. And I was saying to her that, Cause she, my daughter, my daughter is like, she's, she's a girly girl. Like, I ain't got to worry about all, I don't feel like I got to worry about all the, the crazy, um, changing your sex stuff with my daughter, man. My girl, she is girl to the girl. She's girl to the unseen power, man. And, um, because of that and because I got hurt, right. She hasn't seen me play a lot of sports. So I don't, I feel like one of the reasons why I gravitated towards sports because I was able to watch my dad play a lot of basketball. It's why basketball is still one of my favorite sports to this day because I just watched so many people around me, like my cousins, my dad, my uncle. They all play basketball. And so I feel like that's why I still have a love for it, man. That's like, it's like deeply ingrained. And I can, I can watch a game and just, just get zoned out on everything that's happening, like the chess the chess match that's happening within basketball and uh, understanding the plays and positions and everything else, right? And my daughter's never seen that. My daughter has never, uh, other than me watching, she hasn't really seen me play a whole lot. And so I was talking to her the other day because I'm like, baby, eventually I got to get you in a sport, man. Like, I want you to learn how to, to use your body. I want you to learn all these positive messaging that I got from playing team sports. She's like, I have no interest in playing any sport. And as I was talking to her, there were four things that I want to bring to y'all. <laughs> I got four things. I got four things that I feel like I learned from sports. There's probably a, a ton more, but there was four things that I talked to her about that I want to talk to y'all about and, and show you how like I, I feel like it, it points back to these biblical propositions. So here's my first one. Uh, togetherness. Check this out. My senior year in high school, we had this phrase. And we, ha we would have a phrase every year. But my senior year in high school, the phrase was togetherness. And um, in my town, there was, there was three different middle schools that I can remember in. Three, three of the major middle schools, and um, two of them 
converged uh, on my school. So I went to Westside High School, two of the middle schools. So you had um, you had Southwood where I went, and you had Lakeside. Southwood and Lakeside they combined to go to uh, Westside High, and <clears throat> at the time Southwood and Lakeside, man, we had we had some of the best players like in the city. And so the, our two teams combined together, it was it was like an explosion. And for like four years, like we just we were like we were the best thing smoking, man. So um, our senior year, we had we had high expectations because we were we were we were figuring each other out. Every all, all the pieces were clicking. Man, we had we had linemen, we had good quarterbacks, we had good receivers, running back. Our defense was crazy. Like our safeties, our cornerbacks linebackers, D-line, like we there we didn't have weak spots. Like we were just we were good, man. Like we were we were really, really good. And so our theme going into that year, we knew that the way that we were gonna win in the way we we're gonna like win was gonna be together. And so we came up with the phrase togetherness. And like I was telling my daughter, I was like, the the way you the the, the, one of the benefits of playing a team sport is that you're not you're not playing it alone. Like you're <clears throat> you have you have your duty, you have your assignment, but you're not doing it in isolation. And I was I was conveying to her like how it, it's just like in the body of Christ, like um, like how First Corinthians twelve it talks about how uh, we're one body, but all of us have our individual roles. And and assignments and 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 the way we do them, like if if we don't complete our assignment, it hurts the whole body. And so uh, Corinthians goes along and it says, um, "There's no way that I would say, well, I don't belong to this team, so I'm gonna take off on my own." <laughs> Be a random eyeball just kind of rolling down the street, like you need the body. Uh, it, it goes on to say, like. Uh, each individual body piece has its purpose. Like uh, that, the the arm can't say to the foot, "I don't need you anymore." No, you do. You you need you need each other, and, and you learn how to to work together. I was like, there's there's no there's almost no better place to learn how to work with other people than in sports. Like you you don't necessarily learn it in school because school is all like it's individual testing. Like you don't you don't get a chance to um, work as a team that much, you know what I mean? Like not not typically. There's some science projects you can do, but for the most part, you don't work as a team, and you guys get all get one grade, and 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 you work together. Like you you don't learn that hardly anywhere else other than sports. Like you you have a goal that you can see, you set your mind on, and you attack it. And I'm going to learn my role. I'm going to learn my role so much that I can start to learn your role because then I can know where I'm supposed to be. And as we're as we're working those things out, and we're working it out as a team, we're all going forward together, and that's what we have in the body of Christ. Like Jesus being the head, us being the individual body parts. Um, we have apostles, we have teachers, we have preachers, we have um, we have deacons, we have people that serve the church financially, we have people that. Uh, council. We have we have all these individual body parts, and that all works together to glorify Christ, Him being the head of the body, and then we march forward toward holiness. 
was like, baby, there's no other, the perfect place to learn that is playing team sport. So togetherness, that was, that was, that was one of the, the main things that I learned how to operate within a team. And, uh, it's beautiful, man. When it all clicks, when there's, when there's nobody chasing after stats, after their own individuality, when there's not somebody that is, uh, is bashing their teammates, it works, it works beautifully, man. And, and, uh, the perfect picture of that should be our relationship with Christ. Um, and I wish I could stop it there, but I think sometimes we need a little bit more. So I'm going to say sports. Sports is the other place where you learn how to operate as a team like that. So that was my first one. My second one is discipline. And uh, of, of all the things I think my daughter struggles with, man, she is, she is going to she's gonna take the world by storm, man. Um, and my sons, too, man. They, they're, they, my, my daughter is going to be, like, beautiful and smart and funny and uh and when and when she finds that out man i i don't know what i'm gonna do man i i think i need to start like a jail fund because some dude is gonna come along and i'm gonna be upset anyway that's a different conversation um my boys like my son um my oldest son man he he is gonna be this dude, he can do absolutely anything physically. Um, absolutely anything. And then my youngest son, he he's going to have the best of both of them. Like he's he's going to like smart and athletic. Like I I I I am going to thoroughly enjoy watching them grow up and uh, seeing the things they're capable of. But the one thing all three of them are missing. And it shows up in weird ways, like like my daughter, um, she has a hard time concentrating, and I and I'll try to get her to concentrate, like to do school or to stay on task with something. She has a hard time being disciplined and, and being on time and uh, getting things done, being a self starter. All all that is discipline. My son, my oldest son, could do absolutely anything, man, but we get sidetracked because he just wants to be wild. And he doesn't have that discipline. And my little guy, man, I mean, he's, he's four, so he's still he's still figuring out. Uh, he's still trying to figure out life. But all three of them, they they need more discipline. And and I like trying to express to them like one of the one of the main ways I learned discipline is through sports. Like I, the other day, I was talking to my son, and uh, and he got hurt or something like that. <laughs> my youngest son. And he was he was hurt and he's crying like he's you know I mean he's four so he's he's not hurt it's more like I just want attention kind of thing right and I'm like man you got to get up you got to try again like you got to you got to figure out a way to push yourself to be better I'm like you got to get you got to get mad at the pain don't don't let the pain overcome you and what I what I was trying to express to him though I can't say it in these words again because he's four. What I can't say to him is, man, you have to discipline your mind that pain is not going to stop you from completing your goal. That's something I learned in sports, man. I'm, I'm in the weight room, and the coach is screaming at me, give me one more. And I'm like, I, this thing is going to drop on my throat. And he's screaming at me, I know you can do another one. Give me another one. 
and uh, a combination of him yelling at me and me, me, me being mad at him, I give him another one. And because I'm so upset, I give him even another one. Like you, in in sports, you learn to train your mind to do more than what your body is telling you. And uh, I tell it to my daughter. I tell I I tell her like uh, having having the discipline to wake up at a particular time, to get yourself dressed, to um, get yourself exercised to jump into school and to be regimented with your time so that um, so that you're not wasting your time so that so that each moment is like you know the direction you're headed in and and Paul talked about that Paul talked about how in in first Corinthians 9 he talks about how he he's not like a boxer just kind of shadow boxing and, and, and like punching the air right he is he's disciplined in his body and he's pressing forward because there's a there's a crown of glory that he's trying to get to. Uh, low key, I think Paul was like a sports fan. Like I'm not like he uses a lot of sports analogies that are like, Paul, are you were you a sports fan? Anyway, um, yeah, he's he's talking about I'm, I'm not I'm not just I'm not just doing this stuff for no reason. I, I, I discipline myself, and I'm and I'm into it and and. And I'm thinking about that, not only Paul, but Jesus had that life. Jesus had that life. Like as he goes out into the desert, he had to have the discipline of mind to not let hunger overcome him. He fasted for like 40 days out in the desert. And Satan is on him. Like he's he's chopping at the bit, trying to trying to get Jesus to like to step back and, and follow uh follow his follow Satan's way as opposed to God's way. And Jesus is like, man, don't you can't tempt me. I'm way too disciplined for you. My mind, my body, and my soul are all disciplined, and they all belong to God. Man, that's that's what we need, man. That's, that's what we have to have. Um, so that's the second thing, right? Discipline. The third thing was humility. I talked about Paul being maybe being a low-key sports fan, right? I also think because because I think he might be a low key sports fan, the Bible doesn't really say. So I'm just using my imagination. Y'all follow. Um, in the book of Galatians, it talks about Paul talks about how he has some kind of like body impediment. And in Second uh, Corinthians, Second uh, Corinthians twelve, um, he essentially says this. It feels like a thorn in my side. He says that thorn is teaching me how to be humble. And man, thinking through that, like I was, I was telling my daughter, like sports has taught me how to be humble. Man, when you come up one yard short of your goal, it hurts, man. It hurts. Or, or to be running on a field and you are trying your best, and you are just two paces too slow. Or uh, you put up a shot, and the game is on the line, and it rims out, and you have to you have to deal with that defeat. You have to deal with the fact that you are you're not the best. You're not you're not going home with the crown. You, there's somebody else that's better than you. All that stuff is humbling, and uh, and sports has a way 
team sports. Team sports has a way that you can process that loss in the midst of people that care about you, and you you guys continue to march forward together. I also I, I wrestled in high school, and man, I I I do not like the individual sports. Uh, it was that <clears throat> I am a team sports person. As I as I wrestled, it brought me to one of the darkest, loneliest places in my life that I've ever experienced. Like there was there was this one time that. Um, I'm I'm strong. Like I, I've been strong for a long time, and I didn't have any wrestling technique. Some of these kids have been wrestling since like elementary school, and I I I did it for two years. Or so as I'm as I'm there, I'm doing I'm doing my wrestling stuff, and um, you know if I if I can't overcome somebody with strength, then they would put me in some kind of funky twist, and um, they would pin me. And I remember I was we were at a tournament one time and um I got pinned and I was so low. I was so low. And I remember feeling like I let my team down because I mean, even though it's an individual sport, you still do like team scoring. And it was it was it felt like it was all on me. And the the weight of it like almost crushed me, man. I, I got on the bus and we're headed home. I actually considered suicide, man. Like I considered jumping out the back of the bus because it was it was a weight that was too heavy. And uh I was I was like, oh no, I can't I can't do this sport anymore. There, there's no way. And so um that was not it was that those losses did not bring me uh into more humility, it brought me into shame. Team sports, all the times I've lost a team sport, though I may be mad because I'm I'm hyper competitive. I might be mad, but the feeling that we as a collective did everything that we were supposed to do, the other team was just better. I've always found that humbling. Uh, and I've always uh sought after that. That that was those were valuable lessons. And um and Paul, as he's talking about having this thorn in his side, I think it was a sports injury. <laughs> and having a like a hurt back, I'm relating to Paul more. Like it feels like a, a literal thorn in my back most days. Um you learn how to you learn how to, to suffer through an injury with joy because God brings you into other things. Paul Paul said like God I asked God to take this thing away from me. He he never has. Like, I've asked like three times now. God has never taken away from me. But now I'm operating it with joy because of all the other things that I'm able to do because now I have this injury. And uh, and I'm feeling that, right? I'm, I'm, I, I'm relating to that. Like, there's, like, having having this back injury has, has slowed me down uh, to the point where I'm able to appreciate the things that are in front of me. Like, yeah, I think there's some other valuable stuff I can do if I wasn't hurt. But man, the, the things that God has me doing because I am, I'm still able to to look at the Lord with joy and say, man, the glory be to God. I wish I could play sports the way I want to, but, but since I can't, God, let's get something else cracking. <laughs> and that was Paul. And so humility. And of course, Jesus, of course, Jesus, as he's sitting up in the garden, and he's he's thinking about this 
this thing that's in front of him. The cross is like right there. And he's in the garden. He's praying. He's praying so hard that the blood is coming out of his pores. And he says, uh, God, if there's, Father, if there's any other way that we can get this done, I, I'd want to go that route. But because I know this is the race I'm in, because I know this is what we have set before me, not my will, but yours be done. I'm, I'm going to submit humbly. I'm going to hum, humble myself even to the point of death on the cross. That's Jesus, man. That, that's we, we don't get a clearer picture of humility. Uh, a king stepping out of his celestial throne, powerful above everything else, stepping inside of humanity and becoming a baby that needs somebody else to wipe his backside and feed him, burp him, and to have a, a mother lorded over him when he's the Lord of all, having to have somebody tell him it's bedtime. <laughs> There's no other humbling thing, man. Like Jesus is Jesus is what humility is. So the last thing I learned, loyalty. Um I think you I think you learn this a lot being a fan of team sports. You learn especially college sports, man. You you learn loyalty like uh like few other things. And I was I was telling my daughter, and I've I've had to tell my sons a bunch of times, man. Like, you guys are a team. We we are team Gillian. Like we we you don't pick your friends ahead of your family. If if there's beef out in the street, all y'all roll up. It's, it's just how it's how we roll, man. Like we we are one unit. We don't talk trash about each other. That's that's not how we do. We're teaming. We got to get this thing together. And um, man, Jesus talked about that as he's as he's sitting down after his resurrection, right? And he's looking across from Peter, who, man, just just a few days before, Peter was like, I don't know that dude about Jesus. Like, I, I've no, I don't know who he is. What are you talking about? And Jesus knew it was going to happen. It's, it's not like he, uh, he was caught offside, off, off guard by it. But Peter was feeling all kind of sorry for himself, right? And so they're sitting down after Jesus' resurrection. They're sitting down probably around a campfire. And um says they finished breakfast. Jesus is like, hey, Pete, do you love me, man? And, and Peter says, man, you're my bro, man. Of course I love you. And Jesus is like, now, I mean, do you love me? He's like, I said you're my bro. Jesus says, no, man, do you love me? And and Peter gets upset. He's like, why do you keep asking me? You, you know everything. Like, you know you know what I did to you. Why are you asking me this thing? Are you trying to embarrass me? And I don't know if he just, it clicks to this realization. Peter says, I do, actually. I do, I do love you. <clears throat> I remember um when I left when I left South Carolina we played our last game football um 
there's a lot of those relationships that I lost touch with for like for like 20 years, man. <clears throat> and um, these were people like I I bled with, I sweat with, I cried with, and and leaving them, I, I tried to go up to college and didn't make it in college, so I went in the military, and so we're we're on two different coasts now. And um, a few years back, when I took my family on the trip back to South Carolina, I caught up with those guys. I caught up with a few of them. And, man, I I cried. I just, I, I, I miss, I miss those people so much. Um, I was loyal to them. And, um. I bet you Peter had that same visceral reaction, man. Like I, I did. I, I know I hurt you, but to hear you, but to hear you communicating in this way to me, I can hear that you love me, and you're just trying to get me to tell you that I love you. And so I do. I do. I love you. I love you. I love you. And I tell my friends that now, man. Like we still keep in touch, man. I, I love y'all, man. I do. I I, I love y'all. And I've missed y'all, and I've, I've missed out on 20 years of life being away from you. And sports breeds that. Sports breeds that kind of loyalty where um, it's like you, you go through these foxholes together. Similar to the military. People that have been to war, they come back, and they're just like that movie, like the Band of Brothers. They're just, they're just brothers for life, and they, they would go through fire for each other if they had to. Sports breeds that too, man. Like when you when you have that kind of togetherness, when you have that kind of discipline, when you have that kind of humility, and, and none of those things are operating within, like you're not operating in isolation when you're doing discipline and humility. You're operating in a team. So you're learning, I, when I discipline myself, I help my team, and my teammates are helping me be disciplined. They're calling me out when I'm not. They're, they're showing me new techniques. They're calling me out when I'm not humble. They're, 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 they're putting me on front street. Like if I'm trying to worry about my stats or something like that, they're calling me out, bringing me back in. Yo, this ain't about you. This is about us. And that, when you go through those things, man, when you go through that togetherness, when you go through that discipline, when you go through that humility, when you find out like you're all one and you're loyal to each other, that, that breeds health. Man. That's, that's, I think, that's what it means to be a part of the body of Christ, too. We need that togetherness. We need discipline. We need humility. And we don't need people that are out there trying to do it on their own. They need to come in. Come into the body. Just do it together. We have to be together. In order for us to, to be loyal to Christ in the way that he demands, in order to live in Christ with humility and discipline, can't do it on our own, man. Some some of the worst times I've had in my life was trying to be disciplined by myself and not having somebody that was there to help me out, whether whether spiritually or physically. Like I'm, if I'm in the weight room by myself and I'm and I'm trying to be trying to be disciplined and working out and I'm doing it by myself, it's lonely, man. If I'm trying to get rid of sin in my life and I'm and I'm doing it in isolation, it is lonely and I fail. We need each other, and that's what team sports brings. That's how that's how I feel like team sports reflects the image of God 
of what the body of Christ is supposed to look like. We're supposed to be together. We're supposed to have coaches that are that are wise, that are that are handing us down information. We're supposed to have uh, these star players, and we're supposed to have support players. And the, and and there's no animosity between the two. Our 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 star players or our skill players, they're out there and they're they're getting all the spotlight. Like all the wide receivers are catching touchdowns, but it's the linemen that were doing all the work. It's in the church, like it's it's the it's the pastor or it's that it's that one uh, dazzling deacon that's doing and getting all the accolades and all the stuff like that. But it's the, it's the people that are consistent that are showing up every week, and they're just they're just mopping floors to the glory of God. That's what we need in the body of Christ, man. It's, it's it's the way, it's, it's the example God has given us because I feel like sometimes, there's a lot of times Jesus spoke in parables. I think the reason he spoke in parables was because there's these times when we need visual visual understanding of, of what's being taught, what's being talked about. And since we're not an agricultural society, for the most part, America is a, is a team sport place, man, or sports in general. And so sports allows us to do that, allows us to communicate the glory of God through something that some people say they don't even like, but I think they miss out on the fullness, on the fullness of what God is trying to say and example to us. So I love team sports. I don't like individual sports. I don't like sports with sticks. Um, but if y'all ever challenge me in any of them, y'all know where I am. And I'm not going to lose. <laughs> but, yo, man, I think I'm going to wrap it up there. Uh, man, this felt good. It felt good. Coming back, talking about uh, Jesus and just the most random of things, man. But the most random of things uh, all find their way back to Christ. It doesn't matter how far out there the the topic is. Everything is for him and through him, to him and through him. And um, I said that all kind of wrong. Whatever. <laughs> I love y'all, man. I hope y'all doing good. Uh, and yeah, tell tell your folks, tell your folks about what we're doing over here, man. If, if you over on the podcast, share this joint, man. Let's get it going. If you over on the YouTube's, share, man. Tell people what we're doing over here. And then, like, if you if you listen to this thing, get that little thumbs up, man. It's it's how um it's how YouTube tracks how to share it with other people. So, uh, at the very least, hit the hit the thumbs up button, hit the subscribe button. Those things are free. You ain't got to work for it. But you're helping your boy out. I love y'all, man. Hope y'all doing good. I'm gonna wrap it up. Uh, to God be the glory, and we'll talk to y'all next time. Peace out.